Steve Taylor, Rear Grande Guardian, is with me on the telephone for the weekly news wrap-up. I guess that's what we're calling it. We haven't given it an official name, Steve. Is that right? That's right. At least I can't remember if we did. <laughs> it's been another. It's been another busy week. So uh, it was a week ago that I was chatting to you. I don't know that we've, brought, we've come up with a name for it yet. I do want to mention something here. Of course, now with the Rear Grande Guardian you'll be able to read about your news events, and you'll also be able to hear about them. So what do you think was important this past week? Well, before we go into that, and that we're doing audio, audio stories, we had two new debutantes this, this week. We had Nidia Tapia Gonzalez from Harlingen, who met with Ed Messer to talk about downtown Harlingen. I thought that was really good. And, they, and then we had Randy Ashley talking about SpaceX and that Starhopper that they're launching, uh, testing out a rocket on Boca Chica Beach. So, so Randy did an audio piece there, so that's good. So we're adding to the mix with our audio stories. But um, I think the event, the event I enjoyed the most, we've done a lot of live streams over the years. The one I, we did this week, at the very beginning of the week, I liked for a number of reasons. We, we spoke with Sergio Contreras, the um, president of the Rio Grande Valley Partnership, which is the regional chamber of commerce for the valley, and uh, also on the show was Ron Garza, the executive director of the Lower Rio Grande Valley Development Council. And um, they wanted to talk about two events that they worked together on. One was back in February, the visit to Austin for RGV at the Capitol Day. And then in June, the visit to Washington, D.C., RGV to D.C. And a few points coming out of that. One was how... The Valley's becoming more mature about these things. We're having less and less of that Friday night football mentality. People were working together. This was a regional collaboration for both the trip to Austin, which had a lot of people uh, attending, like hundreds of people attending, and then the one to D.C. Not as many people, obviously. It's more expensive to get to D.C., but in both cases, that regional unity, I like that. Uh, second part about the conversation was... Um, the importance of USMCA, uh, the re replacement for NAFTA. Uh, it's a top issue for Sergio's group, Rio Grande Valley Partnership. And I know we, we got a separate interview with Sergio, which we will, will, will run uh, in a few days, where he was talking about how the partnership has passed a resolution to support the ratification of this new trade agreement between the US, Canada and Mexico. The Mexican Senate's already passed it, so it's now in the U.S. Um, Senate and Houses. Uh, it's up to them now to do their bid, if they will. There are. We spoke to Congressman Philemon Vela this week as well, and he was saying that on the Democratic side of the aisle, there's still some issues they want to address, environmental issues, labor issues. So it's not a done deal. He says he doesn't expect uh, USMCA to be ratified till later in the year, not not like August, September, October, but maybe further down down the line uh, because there's some issues to resolve. But listening to uh, Sergio at the partnership, they are going to make a big concerted effort. So watch out for that. Watch this space, and we will hear more about the uh, partnership pushing and going to, to Washington and lobbying um, lobbying to, um, to get that passed. And then the third part of the uh, discussion, which I thought was very relevant. Ron Garza really focused on this. The Census Bureau, 
and census 2020. Um, we all learned uh, last week that the Trump administration is not going to pursue this idea of having a citizenship question on the census. All the state legislators and federal uh, lawmakers we've spoken to have said the Valley dodged a bullet uh, by that not being on there because if it had been, been on the census uh, form, many people wouldn't have filled the form in. Therefore, we wouldn't have got an accurate, an accurate count. Therefore, we wouldn't have got all the federal funding and we would have possibly lost uh, congressional or state house uh, representation. Um, but um, we spoke to Ron Garza about that, and he was really emphasizing how uh, every entity all uh, in all different industries, community leaders, community groups, uh, business, the business community, everyone has to get behind ensuring a very accurate census count for the Rio Grande Valley because there's so much federal funding dependent upon it so i sort of dominated things with that conversation conversation we had with our live stream because so there were so many interesting strands coming out of that there were some events i didn't get to go to this week but we would have liked to uh we had members of the mexican-american legislative caucus down here to look at the immigration facilities they had a press availability in donna at the international bridge that would have been um interesting we just we were stretched that day don't know how that went, haven't read about it, but I'm, I'm sure they got a lot of media attention because immigration is the top issue right now. And then, of course, uh, an event you covered that I didn't go to, the city of San Benito is so excited about some legislation passed by Senator Lucio and Representative Lucio, which they say uh, gives them greater ability to access, tap into the hotel-motel taxes to help fund or economic development so if you can take it from there Mario what did we learn at that event we learned that uh, San Benito's in the mix in terms of uh, development of uh, projects and what have you one important issue uh, that whole event honoring uh, Senator Lucio and his son Representative Lucio that whole event was held at the new San Benito Community Center a huge, beautiful event venue, and it's important because this uh, legislation was passed by father-son duo, I guess you call it, uh, Senator Lucio, the dad, and his son, Representative Lucio. It allowed some changes in the hotel-motel tax for that money to be able to be used by municipalities like the city of San Benito, specifically for certain projects. Like I said, as far as projects and development, San Benito is going to be an uh, issue to consider when we talk about what's new in the Rio Grande Valley. Excellent event, of course. We've got pictures and all what have you, and I'll be putting together a podcast. I know you were hoping to find out what this big project is. I couldn't find uh, out. (laughs) No, they're not not saying yet, are they? They're not telling us yet what the project is. No, I talked to the mayor and I talked to the city manager. The city manager was rather circumspect, but the mayor came right out and said, yes, we have some projects, but we're holding it close to the vest right now. So I guess he wants us to to pay attention to what... uh, San Benito is going to be doing. I've got one other event that I'd like to mention because I, I attended this event today. The Texas Workforce Commissions or Workforce Solutions, the local Grandy Valley chapter of that uh, statewide uh, agency, 
they funded, they gave a grant to allow uh, some special needs kids, students ages, say, 18 to 22, that sort of age range, to learn pre-employment skills in the areas of uh, robotics, uh, learning how to fly a drone, and also um, the Festo Bionics. Festo is um, a piece of industrial machinery. It's a, it's a training course to, to teach people how to use um, you know, heavy uh, industri- industrial equipment in a manufacturing, that's in a manufacturing setting. So these uh, summer camps that have been being held right now to see these students uh, learning skills, uh, which will help them get, get employment further down the line. That's the hope. We, we certainly hope so. So I'd end, I'd end with that one as a, as a neat event for the, for the summertime. Steve Taylor and I'm Mario Munoz uh, reporting with the end of the week news wrap up. And of course, you'll be hearing about this uh, on a regular basis. I also wanted to mention, Steve, Matt Ruschek. We've got a podcast from him about the sales tax revenue report. Yeah, that's already been posted. And of course, what we learned from Matt, because he crunches the numbers for us for us every every month, uh, we learned that Hidalgo County is doing really well. I think it was like 9% increase. We're looking at the month of May, um, as compared to May of last year, Hidalgo County up like 9%, whereas the state average was only up a fraction of a percent. Things are going very well in Star County as well, and, and Willacy County to slightly less extent. The one drag at the moment is Cameron County, but uh, these, these things ebb and flow. At the moment, it's Hidalgo County setting the pace with more sales tax revenues than, than at the same period last year. So it was another positive report from Matt. We appreciate very much that he does. He crunches the numbers for us. Uh, he gets the information from the Texas Comptroller's Office because they collect the taxes and then redistribute them to the cities and the counties around the state. So you're right. That was a, a good news story, and that has been posted. And again... Uh I want to tout uh, our podcast because, of course, you can read about it in the Rio Grande Guardian, and you can also listen to it via the website. So if you're out driving, you can uh, tune your phone to the podcast. Steve Taylor, Rio Grande Guardian, and Mario Munoz. Thank you, Steve. That wraps it up. Thank you. Yeah, we'll do it the same time next week. <laughs>